It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder proved to be legit against the Portland Trailblazers. How was this a good win? We'll talk about that coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the Thunderpod show at LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder taking care of business on this road trip. Chet Holmgren is a star. Isaiah Joe, red hot. From Beyond the Arc, Red Hot on the floor. And Lou Dort comes around as well from Beyond the Arc. Plus, SGA is an MVP caliber player. But in this game, the Thunder do beat the Portland Trailblazers. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedInNBA. Use code all lowercase LockedInNBA for the first deposit match up to 100 bucks. It is available in Oklahoma, so it's a lot of fun on prize picks. The Thunder took care of business tonight, and it was a it was a really good win. And that's going to sound crazy, right? Because you, you have the 11-0 run to set the table and just dominate this game wire to wire from the word go for OKC. But why should people care about this win? Portland already is a bad team. They're already an awful team that has made their intentions clear on what direction they want to go with their franchise right now. And on top of already being a bad team, you look at that injury report, it's as long as a CVS receipt, it is just out the door crazy. So why did this game matter? Because on the second night of a back-to-back, after an emotional win against Golden State in overtime, in less than 24 hours, 
they were able to compartmentalize all that, play their third game in four nights, do it without J-Dub, who is dealing with a hip injury uh, that he sustained against Golden State. Not a ton of juice when you're playing on the road in Portland on getaway day against a bad team after the high of SGA dropping 40, Chet dropping 36, and now, of course, the low of J-Dub not playing. But to fight through all of that and to dominate this game to handle your business is a huge deal for a young team. Like we've seen many NBA teams, especially teams of this age, play down to their competition. We see teams that are old and established play down to their competition. In fact, it was what the Thunder were accused of last year of having teams not take them seriously. They The teams don't try hard and they sit players and they don't take you seriously. And then that's how the Thunder were winning. No, the Thunder are just good. They're just a really good team. And it's huge that the Thunder won this game, got up by 47 points, and SGA, Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, Kaysen, and, Jay, and uh, Lou Dort, those guys, those starting, the starting five, they played no more than 22 minutes in this game. Almost like a night off. Now you have two consecutive off days before a home game against Chicago, and the Bulls are in disarray. So that's what this game meant. It meant a, a road sweep. Of, of these three games, twice against Golden State, once against Portland, a couple of days off, and then you play the Bulls who are in disarray, and you should get another one there in the Paycom Center Wednesday, and it, it allows you to have some momentum and have some cushion because the, the schedule is going to get incredibly hard. You're going you're gonna to welcome in Philadelphia on Saturday. You're going to go to Minnesota. You're going to welcome in a, a hot Lakers team. You're going to go to Dallas. You're going to play some really tough teams coming up that – in order to offset that, you had to make sure you took this stretch seriously and took advantage of you know that Thursday game Steph nor Draymond played. That Saturday comeback against the Warriors, we talked about it yesterday. It was a massive game, a massive swing. It was just it was just one of the most exciting games the Thunder have played in quite some time. And then you still had to manage this game, and they did that. They able they were able to to create their own advantages, create their own juice create their own intensity. And it looked like a true business trip where they just decided, hey, we're going to blow this team out. They're not very good. We're not going to play with our food here. We're going to absolutely go out there and dominate. That way, you do get the rest on the back end of this game. You get the rest heading into two straight off days and a Wednesday home game. They got anything they wanted to on the floor. This lead changed hands one time. It was 2 nothing Portland. From there, it was all OKC. The Thunder won the rebounding battle 47-43. Both teams had 17 turnovers. Of course, this was a lot of garbage time in this game. The Thunder had uh, plus 10 points in the paint. They led second chance points by four. Or, I'm sorry, they lost second chance points by four. Uh, they won fast break points 13-9. to nine. Here's the big kicker. The Thunder are not going to lose many, if any, games where they shoot 60, 61, and 100. I guess it is possible, but it's pretty hard to do. This was the most efficient game that they've played in franchise history, that this was insane to watch. And to carry those percentages for the lifespan of this game, whenever you're playing your entire roster, and, and for the majority of this game, you're playing with like zero motive of like this game was in hand from halftime on, really from before that on. It's impressive that even the shots then were falling and they were looking for good shots. And you got to give this bench credit, like Lindy Waters, Trey Mann, Olivier Saar, 
Like all those guys who came in, Pokashevsky, all those guys who came in who have not been getting a lot of opportunity, not been getting a lot of run, obviously, I mean, not going the way that they thought. Like you look you look up and down that list. Olivier Sar starts in the rotation due to front court issues, plays pretty well uh, for his standards, and then falls out of the rotation the second the Thunder get healthy. That's got a, you know, it's got a whatever, you know, whatever you want to call that. Trey Mann, first-round pick, former first-round pick. Like, obviously, this is not going the way he thought it was going to go uh, here in Oklahoma City. Pokashevsky, former first-round pick, played his best basketball this time last year, got hurt, and has not been able to work back into the rotation. Like, so you go up and down the list of players who have not been playing and now got opportunity late in a blowout and, and really got to stretch their legs a bit in a blowout, and yet they still played to the Thunder's identity. And that just shows how well-coached they are. That shows just the camaraderie of this team and how those players continuously stay ready and, and do their job to where whenever you do need to count on them, like you had to count on SAR, you know, early on this year with no with no Poku, no K-Rich, no J-Will. When you had to count on SAR, he was able to fill in and step up in that way. When it swings back around to Lindy, who like Lindy was in the play-in rotation last year. When it swings back around to Lindy, then you know, he'll be ready to 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 kind of fill in as he as he's needed. And then Trey Mann. Like I think that Trey Mann has taken strides and I think he has improved his game. We'll talk about that more coming up. But like Trey Mann's got an improvement. No one's gonna really recognize it because it's only been improvement in garbage time and he can't really help that. That's just when he gets put into the games. But ultimately I think it was good like the to show you that the shooting percentages remain 60, 61, 100, even while you're playing the majority of this team with garbage time and players who haven't played, the fact that they're not going in there and just shot chucking and and disregarding uh the game plan, disregarding the the system, I I think is just a continuation and another another tidbit of how well coached this team is and how good this Thunder team is top to bottom. So really good game from them. Portland, uh, their shooting splits were not as fun. 40, 26, 66. Uh, a five-game winning streak. First team in the West of 10 games, uh, one in the win column. This team is really good. You know, 11 Thunder players hit a three tonight. It was just OKC's night. And to have your night be uh, on the second leg of a road road back-to-back, uh, you know, third game in four nights and under the rest of these circumstances, just shows you how good this team is and how young this team is. And I loved what Isaiah Joe said post-game of – you know, this team, it has nothing to do with age. Like they are obviously uh, wise beyond their years and they, and they are mature and they can handle uh, everything being thrown at them. And to their credit, that's been true to this point. We're still very early on in the season, but a win like tonight legitimizes what this team can be. I'm not going to call this team a title contending team. I don't believe that they're a title contending team. I do believe they're a top six seed in the West. I do believe that uh, they'll be battling for home court the entire season in the playoffs. And you get that and you get into the dance with this team and you're going to have a superstar MVP caliber player in SGA. You're going to have Chet Holmgren, who is just looking generational right now for OKC and is continuing to improve game to game. And you're going to have shooters like Isaiah Joe who can catch fire. You get all that in the right place in the right matchup and you can win your first playoff series since Kevin Durant left. Like this is going to be a very special season, no matter how it ends, because the ride to get there is going to be so fun to watch this team grow. This is still just the beginning. This is the foundation. And if this is what the house is built on, you're going to have a mansion in Oklahoma City. This is going to be so fun to follow. And tonight meant a lot. Now, obviously, it's not going to top the high of Saturday. But tonight still meant a lot, even though you know your competition was very, very, very weak. But you still have to go and handle your business. And they did that. 
and you're going to do it again against Chicago Wednesday. Like that's another challenge for this young team, not to be feeling themselves for the next two days. Go take advantage of Chicago because then it gets really real on your schedule after that. It's going to be fun, and we're going to have it all for you here on Locked on Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube and every other podcasting platform out there for the Thunder and for Locked on Thunder. So check it out today. Uh, but coming up, let's talk Chet Holmgren, who is really uh, integrating into this team very well. SGA is a bona fide MVP caliber player and more. But first, I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Price Picks, go there right now to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. When you do, you're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. And the reason I love Price Picks is it's the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. With basketball season here, you can pick a combo of projections across basketball and football uh, and have these kind of special uh, these special entries for yourself. So tonight is the biggest Monday Night Football game ever, I feel like, of, of, of the Chiefs against the Eagles. So you can put the more option on Pat Mahomes' passing yards projection. You can put more on that. And then you can dabble on over, move it on over to the NBA, and you can start to bet on NBA action and, and kind of project on NBA action uh, if you want to over there. For example, the Celtics play tonight and they play the Hornets in Charlotte. I know it's the second night of a back-to-back, but come on, Jason Tatum was going to go off in that game. So you can do Mahomes verse and, and with Tatum and, and have that be your entry on the more for points for Tatum and the more for passing yards for Mahomes. The beautiful thing about prize picks is I know what you're saying. Well, I love basketball. I'd love to, to make that game more interesting to watch on League Pass tonight, but it's the second night of a back-to-back and these injury reports come out so late. How do I know Tatum is actually going to play? Listen, they have a reboot policy to where if your guy doesn't play, you're fine. You're going to be okay in the prize pick entry. So it's a lot of fun, and they protect you very well at prize picks. It's the most fun way to play daily fantasy sports. Check them out today. It is available in Oklahoma. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the app and use code LockedOnNBA for an instant deposit match up to $100. When you go there right now, that's pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Folks, Chet Holmgren is a star. You know what else is a star? The brand new Locked On YouTube channel, which is Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you, giving you 24-7 coverage of the top sports stories uh, per day with the local experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports today on the YouTube channel and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over there at Locked On Sports today. Now, you should also subscribe to the theory that Chet Holmgren is a star because they are finally finding ways to maximize him and he's gaining more and more uh, you know, responsibility. And he's taking that in stride and he's passing it with every step of the way. What he did tonight, on the second leg of a back-to-back, road road back-to-back, I might add, so I had to fly and everything and travel, was massive. Especially 
a year removed from that just devastating injury. Like I, I think that we you know forget some of the stuff that we were talking about three months ago of like worrying of like, oh, will Chet ever play in a back-to-back, things like that. Not only is he playing, but he's dominating in back-to-backs right now. And he's just playing so well. And each game, you can see it. You can see them trying more things with Chet and giving him more leash and, and him taking that opportunity in stride. The, the ability that he has to play under control and kind of in an efficient role, but also pick his spots for when he should take over and he should be aggressive uh, is really interesting to see his from himself in his first few games uh, in, in the NBA. That turnaround layup after an rounded offender was insane. His ability to run in transition and hit that spinning through the lane layup was awesome. But where he makes his money is in these pick and pops, pick and rolls. Him working with SGA, that two-man game has been getting better and better and better. Uh, he had that up and over at the rim where he had a sliding start from Josh Giddey's bounce pass in traffic. And then Josh Giddey also had a great pass to him where he had his defender, a smaller defender, sealed off. And that pass from Josh Giddey gave him the leverage to kind of slip off of the defender and have a clean look at the rim. And there are certain turnaround looks from Chet where you really can see shades of a certain someone in his game, someone who played in Oklahoma City and he's been working out with all off season long. And let's just say that those workouts seem to be going very well and being implemented into the NBA very well. And I think he's as good as advertised from a like mentally, like a mental edge standpoint, like the way that people have talked about how competitive he is, how intense he is, but you know, poise at the same time, like that stuff is really showing up too, especially in like emotional games like Golden State. Uh, he had a couple tough rebounds over Aiton uh, and handled Aiton backing into him very well. 16 points, six boards, perfect shooting. Six for six from the floor, two for two from three, both threes on a pick and pop to create the advantage for a wide open look for uh, Chet Holmgren. Two blocks, one foul, and he did not take a shot in the second half. Didn't need to play much in the second half. Uh, this team just dominated Portland. But as you see him get to creative freedom more uh, to, to try to explore more offensively, it's maintaining the efficiency, but also gaining you the advantage of easy buckets. And I just, I, I firmly believe that the sky is the limit for Chet Holmgren. And he, like SGA, has the mentality of he's going to be the best player. Like, like, you know, you look back now, at that quote from the combine where he's like, who's the best player in the NBA? And he says, me in a couple months. I'm not saying he's there, but I'm saying that he has the skill set and he has the work ethic to get there someday. Same with SGA. Like SGA had that mindset. He had that skill set and he got there. He got to all NBA status. He's going to, he should be in the conversation for all defensive status this year. He should be at the table for MVP. He already was last year being top five in MVP. He should climb that list. I think this year with the way he's playing and let's transition into SGA right now. I I think SGA should get the credit of like, if you're going to blame SGA for the last few years of, well, he doesn't win. He doesn't win. He doesn't win. When you have a game like this, where we mentioned all the factors going against OKC in this one, from the lack of juice to the game, third game in four nights, second night of a back-to-back, we mentioned all those things, laid all those things out earlier. To be the leader of this team and have your team ready to go, and not only ready to go, ready to impose their will and dominate a team from start to finish, I think that that should also reflect on who he is as a number one guy, who he is as a leader of this young team, if you're going to count the other stuff against him especially. But it was working tonight for him. Everything he tried was working. The elite stop and pop stuff, his elite change of pace ability. He takes such great angles to find paths to the rim. His ability to split traffic 
and his split double teams and his split defenders, it is it is one of the best in the NBA with his high-level footwork. And he got to the line seven times in 22 minutes. So I think that the whistle is starting to come back around. And this is kind of where this is partly hoping, right? Because I've been saying, hey, you know, the, the officials oftentimes have a point of emphasis that they have early on in the year that tempers off and fades away and it kind of reverts back to the way it was. It seems like that's happening. It seems like things are starting to revert back to the way it was because 7,022 minutes uh, is really good for him on 13 shots, uh, 28 points, four assists, three boards, uh, and a, a steal. He shot 77, 100, 100. Now, granted, it was one for one from three. So like the 100 from three is, uh, you know, it's kind of null and void, but still 77, 100, 100. <laughs> SGA was just on tonight. So is this entire Thunder team. They got whatever they wanted. Cason Wallace was able to start tonight uh, because J-Dub's uh, injury, it was a hip injury. It happened going into, it happened in the Warriors game. He woke up this morning sore. Uh, Mark said pregame that like, obviously he was fine to play in the Warriors game, but he woke up sore today, happened in the Warriors game. Now, didn't play tonight, has a couple straight off days. It's only the second, this is only the second time all season long where the Thunder will have consecutive off days uh, so far this year. Their first happened whenever SGA got hurt. So SGA hyperextended that knee. He got the day off before that Warriors game, missed that Warriors game, then had two consecutive off days before that Hawks game and was able to recuperate. Let's see what happens with J-Dub with this injury. But what I find interesting here is that like whenever Kaysen filled in for SGA, that is an easy fit, you know, positionally, that is a kind of seamless fit for OKC. When he fills in for J-Dub, I think that's a continuation of the Thunder not being shy with how they feel about Kaysen Wallace because they could have elected to to size up with Kenrich starting, uh, and, and instead they elect to size down with Kaysen Wallace starting and put some more strain and pressure on like Dort and Josh and Kaysen to play bigger and to, to rebound and to do all those things, which actually ended up working out for OKC. Obviously, they got off to a great start, uh, but... It's interesting that they chose that option because now you look at it, Kaysen is the swing starter. Kaysen is who they trust to go into these games when you're missing SGA, when you're missing J-Dub. Because if you're going to trust him to fill in for the four in J-Dub, then you're obviously going to trust him to fill in for Lou Dort. He's like a carbon copy of Lou Dort, it feels like. And then you're clearly going to trust him to fill in for Josh Giddy if Josh Giddy has a bump and a bruise. So whenever you need that swing starter, you're going to ease him in and, and flip him there. I guess the only player he wouldn't start for is Chet Holmgren, and even then, I wouldn't trust uh, Mark not to get wacky here and put Chain up at the five. But nonetheless, like the, the top four guys, one through four, like Kaysen is going to be the guy that steps in uh, in, in case of emergency like tonight where we're, we're, uh, where J-Dub couldn't go. But but Kaysen was good tonight. Obviously not a ton of run in the grand scheme of things. He is so good at cutting off drives, though, as a defender. Like his lateral quickness is just underrated. He's just an excellent defender. A steal, a rebound, two points tonight for Kaysen Wallace. But I do think it's interesting how much the Thunder have kind of tipped their hand uh, to how much that they trust Kaysen. And that's been that way since training camp. We were raving on this show about Kaysen and training camp and, and how much these guys were genuine in their praise for him. And it's it's bared out so far this year. Isaiah Joe continues to be red hot from three. What a weapon he is, uh, That especially now that he can do so much more. He is such a scrappy defender, and now he's finding these little tricks of the trade to be a quality defender uh, with his ability to gain leverage by being lower in his stance, by his ability to uh, get deflections and, and, and play the passing lanes. He's able to gain leverage there while being such a weapon from three. Also a very underrated playmaker with the ball in his hands, but also uh, a savvy cutter as well. 
five for six from three, started out four for four, hit an unreal, like an unreal sidestep, step back contested three that is just further proof of sometimes you're in the midst of a can't miss streak. And this is part of that streak for Isaiah Joe. It was just awesome from him. Uh, and he really has the ability to, you know, it didn't, it didn't happen in this game specifically, but we've seen it happen before. He has the ability to turn the game on its head because if you are ever lacking and then he can come in and fire off four threes in a row, then the game is completely different than it was before. Uh, and so in this game, I, I think that he, he shows you that and he's shown you throughout the progression you know, of last year to this year, that when you get to that playoff series, which, which I think is going to happen this year, they'll be a top six seed. They're going to be in a playoff series and they're going to play a seven game series. And when you get to those moments where the game bogs down and it's a pick and roll heavy system and you're trying to pick on the weakest defender, if you try to pick on Isaiah Joe, you're not going to walk all over him. Like he's going to put up such a great fight that it's worth keeping him out there. He will be playable in the playoffs for sure especially with the way that he shoots and the way that he defends, like Isaiah Joe will be out there. Uh, and he's going to be a huge part of this rotation whenever this team is ready to go all out for a win. And we've seen that in these games where they had to take care of business. And I know tonight's rotation was loosey-goosey because the game was silly-goofy. But we've seen, like Thursday, Saturday, whenever you had to win the game, the rotation shrunk, and look who played. And part of that was Isaiah Joe. Uh, Lou Dort. Really good cutter tonight, two for three from three, 12 points and assists, 22 minutes. And he brought that expected energy that you need from him every single night. That's part of the, the appeal of Lou Dort. Coming up, let's talk about your takeaways from this game against Golden State. Let's talk Trey Mann. Let's talk this entire team coming up. But first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is great. FanDuel is awesome. And I love FanDuel right now because we're in the midst of everything. We're in the middle of it all. And new customers can get $100 and 50, $150, $150, in fact, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets for winning a $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 in bonus bets for winning a $5 Moneyline bet. All a Moneyline bet is for the for betting the Moneyline is will this team win or not? So that's all you have to worry about. There's nothing else to, to, to underline. It's just will the team win? So if you're paying attention here, you can go check out Moneylines for heavy favorites and boom. $5 on them. They're going to win the game. You're going to get the 150 bucks in free money from FanDuel. They also have spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Partly why I love FanDuel right now is because you can go mix it up. If You, you can go bet on college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball right now. What a time it is. College basketball on from the afternoon to midnight. It's just nonstop tournaments and Thanksgiving feast week and everything else. It's so great. And tonight's Monday Night Football game, the Chiefs at home are two and a half point favorites against Philadelphia. So you can go check that out at Finner.com slash locked on. That's Finner.com slash locked on. And you can get 150 bucks in bonus bets for winning a money line bet of five bucks. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Trey Mann, I thought, really improved his playmaking this game. Uh, He had a really nice drive and kick where he twisted his ankle a little bit, but stayed in the game. So we'll see what that looks like tomorrow. But uh, really had the step back working, had a better touch around the rim. Seven points, five boards, two assists. Jay Will. Uh, had his best game from the injury, like 6.7 boards, a charge, three assists, a steal, uh, some really nice drives. And I think that he looked more back to normal in this game than you, you know, than he had before. And I don't think we give these guys enough credit for like, just because they're healthy and like active doesn't mean that the hamstring is just 100% perfect, unbothered, like good as new. Like you still have to work back into the flow of things. And I think that that's what's been happening with Jay Will a little bit coming off that hamstring injury. It's not like a perfect one-to-one like it is in, in like say a video game like 2K or something. Uh, but Aaron Wiggins was great. 13 points, five boards and assists, three steals. He ran the floor so well in transition and he just makes things happen. He is so active. It is just a joy to watch Wiggins play basketball. After all, Wiggins did save basketball. Now the MVP of this game, you know, it's hard not to give it to Shea or to Chet, but those guys, you know, they they get uh, they get a, a lot of credit. Let's give the MVP. Why not give it to Isaiah Joe? Cup of Joe, hot cup of Joe, steaming cup of Joe. This morning, when you drink your coffee, think of Isaiah Joe. And remember, before this Isaiah Joe stuff really catches on, who was the first one to mention Isaiah Joe, cup of Joe? I'm not going to name names, but uh, you might be hearing hearing his voice right now. Song of the game taking care of business because they did it. Now I'll admit, I'm not really sure who sings the song, but it's like, you know, you know, the song taking care of business. Friday. I don't want to get copyright struck on YouTube. So that's all we're going to sing. Cause you know, my voice perfectly mirrors up with the song, but now we'll have to end it there. Now let's go into your takeaways. So here we go. Milo says Portland would have been uh, a better chance against thunder Europe, uh, 23 and 17 need more minutes. If not now, when from here on out, only one pick per draft, unless uh, the Thunder get two top two top tens or something crazy. You know, I, I, I'm not sure like when or if it'll swing back to those guys of Poku and Trey Man, but I'll give Trey Man credit. He looked a lot. He looked improved so far this year in those minutes, uh, and we'll see what where Poku's at, especially coming back from that injury again. Just because like they technically are active doesn't necessarily mean they're fully back and. The only thing about that with Poku, though, that I find curious is if he's not fully back and the G League gets started, why are you not getting him reps in the G League? So I, I don't think that that's the issue. I think that he's just like not playing because the Thunder just prioritize other players around him. And that's going to happen. Like, I, I know that everyone wants everybody to succeed, right? Everybody wants the entire uh, validity of draft picks and, 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 and developmental projects to work out. The bottom line is, is the guys are going to get left behind and you can go back and find the press conferences of Sam Presti saying that very phrase of some guys are going to be left behind. And the guys in that room are fighting for the right to stay on this team long-term. And some guys are going to lose that fight. And, and, you know, that doesn't mean that their career is over. It doesn't mean that they were a failure or anything like that, but some guys here in Oklahoma city. Uh, but I, I am curious to see kind of how the rotation continues to play out. Me personally, I think that they found their rotation. I think you look back to that Thursday game where you had a must-win game. There's no Steph. There's no Draymond. You have to take care of that game. And I think that was almost pre-telling, but we're still very, very, very early on in the season. And look, stuff's going to happen. The odds of you playing a season to this health level from now until April, very, very, very slim. 
So the fact that those guys are still engaged is a huge benefit to OKC because to those guys' credit, they are incredibly engaged. They are in, they're incredible teammates. And, and they have, uh, like I said, even in moments like this where they could easily shot Chuck and not care about the end of a Portland game on a Sunday, you know, on a Sunday night on getaway day, they still played within the system and within the construct of, of Mark's system. That goes a long way in earning that trust to when something goes down, have that chance swing to you because Trey Mann got a first quarter minutes. Now, obviously the Thunder had grown a lead, but still like he was one of the ones that they went to uh, whenever they were trying to find out a new uh, stagger between uh, the rotation and the starters because, you know, no Jada was there in this one. They tried to move Shea to the bench a little bit earlier in the first quarter. It ended up not mattering because they, they blew the game out of the water. But still, uh, Trey did see his number call a little bit earlier today. Poker didn't get into like six minutes left in the blowout game. But Trey Mann was still kind of thought of in this one. But it's interesting. It's just some guys aren't going to make it as tough and as hard and as sad as that sounds, so to say. Uh, Harold says the perimeter defense uh, has tightened up as of late. Some lineups are more switchable. You absolutely cannot find a weak, a weak link to switch to. Also, Dort's amazing improved decision-making. I agree with all that. That's a great take. Uh, the Meek Leak says let's wait for our tough upcoming schedule before overreacting. You know, people are going to overreact. My big thing is like this team has spotted themselves a, a, a decent cushion has played to the point where you feel confident whenever they play lesser teams that they're going to be a top six seed. Now, again, that's not going to be, that's not going to see that they're, they're contenders. I don't believe they're contenders. Uh, I think that winning a playoff series would be great for this young team. Uh, but other people like they're going to overreact and that's, that's fine too. But I just wouldn't put that expectation on this team. Uh, winning a playoff series would be huge and would be massive. And then they can do it because they have uh, the best player in most matchups. Like they're most matchups. If you're, if you're the three seed, four seed, most of those matchups are going to be against players who you have the better number one, and you might have the better number two as well with how good Shut Holmgren is. So I, I am just intrigued by how good this team can be. That's not to say they can win a win a championship, but they can they can go on a sneaky run with this roster. And I think that you can say that, especially whenever you are evaluating them in the regular season prism, because we've seen them take care of business against. Chicago opening night against Cleveland whenever they were beat up coming back on the road in game two. Tonight in this game, taking care of this uh, terrible Blazers team, taking care of the terrible Warriors. Like the Warriors are terrible without Steph and Draymond. They just are. Like they, they're not a good team. So taking care of them on the road is huge as well. So like this team, I think, has done quite a bit to show you they're a top six seed in the West. Now, how far can you go once the new season begins and that postseason begins? I think is way up for interpretation because of how new it all will be. Like this will be Mark's first time running a playoff series and game planning for a specific team, game planning night to night to take certain things away. Whereas right now it's very much internally focused in the postseason. It becomes entirely external focused. How do you make that switch as a coaching staff? Uh, that that's one underrated aspect of like having to go through it to learn. Uh, how to do that stuff that I think is going to be underrated with like how far this team can get. Uh, I think that Mark's a great coach. I think he's an elite coach. I think it will not take him long to show in the postseason how elite he is, but uh, I'm just interested in like how quickly it, it becomes adaptable in the postseason. Uh, Bryce says, how long does Isaiah Joe have to keep this up before he's a key piece? Uh, I mean, it depends what your definition of key piece is. Like, is he ever going to be thought of as like Shay, Chet, J-Dub, Joe? No, but, 
he already is to me a key piece of the rotation. He is the he is the vital. You have to play him every single night. He's healthy because of what he brings to you on the court. So to me, that's a key piece. And to me, he's already uh, at that at that uh, stretch. Uh, Lugans Dork says, "I wish Portland was in the Thunder's in season tournament group. That would be that would be fantastic if that was uh, if that was the case." Uh, let's see. Uh, can Isaiah Joe win six man of the year if he keeps this up from Trey Thomas? Now, Trey Thomas, name on here is Trey Thomas. At name is David Thomas three. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that you're David Thomas the third, but go by Trey Thomas. I mean, let me know if I cracked the code on that one as I put on my Sherlock Holmes hat. But Isaiah Joe, <laughs> I mean, six man of the year. Again, the voting stuff, like voting for this award especially, like – the voters, frankly, don't have enough pressure on them to like get this little nuanced stuff right to where it becomes a just popularity contest, but also like a like a uh, group think contest of like, okay, well, if everyone's going to vote for this guy, I'm just going to go there. Whereas like MVP and stuff, you've got to get that right and you debate it for weeks on end and months on end. Uh, there's more pressure to get that stuff right and defensive player of the year right. Whereas like six man, all that stuff kind of falls away by the wayside. He's doing enough to impact the six man of the year award to where I'd be interested in like how he can do it, but we'll have to see as we get deeper into the season, how the stats lay out because it will go mainly on stats, frankly, uh, and not necessarily like the eye test of like impact. But to this point right now, he's one of the best six man options that, uh, that exist in the NBA. Continuing on here uh, from wrist. Lindy is going to get converted to a full-time contract before the end of the season. Hot take. I, I don't, I don't buy that necessarily. Uh, Lindy had a really good game today. Really good game today, but uh, I just don't I don't see the pathway to that unless there's like a you know trade at the deadline to free up a roster spot. But even then, I'd be curious if they go the Keontae route. Like Keontae's playing really well in the G League, and he's someone that you invested a pick into, and uh, he's somebody that plays bigger than he is. And like remember, J Will last year started out in the G League, and J Will started out playing for the Blue and kind of going under the radar, unnoticed, un unchecked on for a long time by the majority of people. And that time in the G League prepared him so well for at the turn of the calendar. You just so it just so happened to coincide with you know injuries happening for OKC for the Thunder. Uh, but turn of the calendar, Jay was a totally different player than he was, and he got rotational minutes and he became a starter and he became like a really key cog in all of this. So I wouldn't count out Keontae just yet, just because he's not like with the Thunder doesn't mean that he's behind anyone in a certain pecking order. Uh, and then, you know he's a 50th overall pick and, the, and a guy who's a lot of talent. So. We'll see. We'll see if they make a trade to free up a roster spot at the deadline to even convert anyone because right now they couldn't convert a soul right now. But Lindy is interesting. Look, the Thunder trust him. Mark trusts him. Mark likes him. The Thunder like him. So it's not unheard of. But for me, I just I'm not there. I'm not there on it'll happen. I'm also not there on I think it should happen. I know he's a hometown guy. I know that he's beloved, but uh, I'm not sure that it should happen even for OKC and for him. But he played well tonight. Give him a lot of credit for playing well tonight. So you all played well tonight by by joining in the takeaway chat on Twitter. You can do that every single game at Rylan underscore styles on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it these days. Thank you so much for listening to today's show on Locked on Thunder on the YouTube channel and anywhere else you get your podcast from. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.